1: Welcome to the Simply Vegan podcast, brought to you by the makers of Vegan Food and Living, the UK's only dedicated vegan magazine. I'm Holly Johnson and today myself and my co-host Molly have a nice chilled episode for you. We're discussing perimenopause and why it's not a female-only issue, what to cook with the wild garlic that's in season right now, and our food ideas for the upcoming bank holidays.
2: down to my shoulders. I went home on the weekend and I look like a King Charles Spaniel or just like a spaniel in general. It's so bad. It's so long. My... I didn't realize it was that long. I know. Me and my dog have exactly the same hair. <laughs> like his his ears, he's a Cocker Spaniel. And um his ears are just so beautiful and the curls are like Thick ringlets on the side of his head, and I look exactly the same as him.
1: Oh my god, that's so funny! Because I've got a cocker spaniel, and once I got stopped in the pub uh by a random old guy saying, "Oh, I don't want to be rude, but don't they they <gasps> say, say that you know owners look like their dogs?" <gasps> but I, I I was fine with that because he's gorgeous.
2: <laughs> he is gorgeous. I love it. I was gonna call him Benji, but Benji's your son. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> um what? It does why don't people keep i know. opinions to themselves? Imagine going up to someone and be like, You look like your dog <laughs> and then walk,
1: <laughs> and then walking off. I know. Yeah, we must share pictures of our dogs. I don't think I've seen yours.
2: Oh, my little chasey boy. I love oh, him. Oh my God. How o- he's so
1: nice. How old is he? Eight. Oh, Charlie's twelve. He's getting on a bit.
2: Charlie, that's his name. Charlie.
1: Anyway, so we were talking about hair. Charlie. Um, so I've just had mine all chopped off because I'm. having... And it looks gorgeous, <laughs> by the way. I, Let me just say, it looks stunning. Thank you, darling. I'm. Yeah, I was a little bit scared, but I, I. Well, I don't know if it's like midlife crisis or me taking control because
2: um, I think I've got what, the by chopping your hair off. Yeah. I love
1: it. Because I think I am going through the perimenopause. Mm -hmm. Um, So I know like we have male listeners and people who are much younger and you might be thinking, oh my God, please, I don't want to hear any more about menopause because I know it's been in the media so much, hasn't it? But it is it is actually important to know about because your mum might be going through it or your sister or your friend or, you know.
2: I I just don't actually think, though, it is talked about a lot. Do you know what I mean? I know it's kind of having a moment at, as it should do because for so long, it's just kind of been like, oh, you'll just deal with it. It's kind of like periods sort of, um, uh, I don't know, like 50 years ago or whatever. It was very, very, very taboo. And like, you know it was just what was it called like the changes or something like that The change going through the the change. change yeah exactly um and I just think obviously through conversation and through just people opening up like we have you know gotten to a point where there's so much period positivity I mean you know particularly in Bristol like I can go to a toilet and there'll be free sanity products on the side you know I think you know, period poverty has gotten all the light that it, you know, needs and there's a proper movement going on. And I just really want that to happen for menopause. Because I have no idea. Like I'm so like still very unaware of symptoms of menopause, like at what age it could happen, like what actually is happening to my body. Like It's bizarre. Like I'm 25 years old and I actually don't know. And it's probably, I could do research myself, but it's just bizarre that, you know, I'm not taught that in school or whatever. It's so
1: true. Yeah, we should be. And and boys, men too, because, you know, we're all like in this together, aren't we? Whether you've got a partner or in the workplace. But I've been quite smug because a lot of my friends have been like, on WhatsApp, going, oh, do you want to come to this perimenopause workshop and everything else for like the last probably last it. few years? And I'm like, mm. nah, not what wor- you know, I'm not there yet.
2: <laughs> I'm still a young girl. I know.
1: <laughs> and since t- yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know, you know, why are they also like interested in this? And and you know, like, mm. have they had any symptoms? I don't think so. They're just like jumping on the bandwagon. <laughs> and then I turned 44, and everything seemed to just start changing a little bit. Um. And lately I've been getting, like, anxiety, mm. um, really dry skin, and my hair has started to fall out, which has been... Which feeds in, again, to the anxiety. And I'm literally, like, every time I look in the mirror, I'm like... Because I've... Like, like you know, as you know, I've got thick hair. I've got yeah. loads of hair. So this is not something I ever thought was going to be a problem. And actually, if someone had said to me in my 20s, oh, your, your hair's going to start falling out, I'd be like, yes, great. Then I won't have to... You yeah. know, I won't have all this frizz, but yeah, I, know. Really... I shaved
2: half the head underneath my hair because I had just had so much of it. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I know. I've, f- I've got it back out now.
1: Oh, uh, my friend did that at Glastonbury, just random, randomly. Oh yeah, you
2: showed me a video of that. That was mental. <laughs> Someone just
1: was walking around saying free hair, the sign saying free haircuts. And she was like, yeah, go for it. And she just
2: shaved off her head. Wow. <laughs>
1: Nutter. Anyway, yeah, it's, it's
2: some, um, it's kind of really affects you psychologically because you're Hey, that's it's your hair. Like I think people kind of like have this approach of just like, oh stop being vain, like stop worrying about these things. It's like, no, I'm going to worry about these things. This is me, this is my appearance. If I if I think my appearance matters to me, then who on earth are you to tell me that I should not be worrying about this? Like this is my life. This is what I've known. This is who I've I've built. Like, I've yeah. built myself to appear in this way. And now I can't stop it changing. Like, it's, it's out of my control. And I think there's such, like, a lack of respect for that emotion and that kind of, like, almost, like, as you said, the anxiety and the sort of, like, helplessness, I think is horrendous.
1: Yeah it's just like there's just no sort of warning like like you say there's no education about it unless you go and actively seek it you yeah. know when you and that at that point you're already going through it but you know I've been kind of like is this because of stress am am I, yeah. do I am I going to get alopecia and lose my eyebrows and my
2: you know literally all these thoughts going through my head and you know so then it's just a cycle isn't it you know you're you're in exactly. this kind of like stress anxiety cycle which then you know induces more sort of like yeah. symptoms where it's kind of like hair's of whatever stress bad skin all of this stuff
1: yeah i know but it's only because my periods are now two days long yeah that i've realized that it's probably that and basically during pe- perimenopause um so i've read through my limited research is basically where you're Hormone, hormone levels are fluctuating and because mm-hmm. the female hormone levels are dropping, then your hair starts to fall out. And yeah. another lovely symptom, you can get more hair on your face. Oh, <laughs> that's
2: nice. <laughs> nice. So lovely. Oh dear. I don't even mind that. Do you know what I hate though? It's the kind of like, it's the pain of removing it. If you want to keep the hair there, you do that. That is absolutely fine. Personally, if I have sort of like hair growing on my face, I want to remove it. Yeah.
1: Okay. It's a weird thing, but I've looked into it and um, flaxseed is really good. Um, apparently flat ground flaxseed is better than the oil. Okay. Which is good because the oil to me tastes kind of fishy.
2: So... Yeah, I don't think I've ever had flaxseed oil. Is it kind of like used as... Because flaxseed is a omega-3 substitute as well. Well, mm. not a substitute, but it's a sauce, yeah. sorry, I should say. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that kind of like oil is used to give you omega-3. I don't yes. know where I'm going with this.
1: Yeah, I, think, I don't think you're supposed to cook with it. And I, I think the bottle I've got says to use it, like drizzle it on things, but it does make everything taste fishy. So I just mm. kind of do shots of it now and again. Delish. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is probably a bit weird. Um, I don't think so. But yeah, I think, um, I think you know, it can really help being on a plant-based diet, like whole food, plant-based diet, obviously. For sure. Because it's just lower in sugar, it's lower in saturated fats, um, cutting down on alcohol, all these things, Going, you know, getting good sleep.
2: All the things that I love. Yeah. All Having the... to go. I know, exactly. <laughs> cutting down on
1: caffeine. It's always the same things. And it does make me laugh because I have so, like, friends and family who, you know... I don't know about you, but there's always some sort of issue that people have got like, oh, you know,
2: yeah.
1: like I've got like eczema or rosacea mm-hmm. or hair falling out and <laughs> everyone's having these conversations, but no one will ever address the fact that they have to give up alcohol and chocolate. It's like, <laughs> it's like yeah, I'm thinking of doing some fasting and I'm going to start doing shots <laughs> of this oil and everything else. But it's like, no one will ever say, do you think maybe you just need oh, to stop drinking me, wine? <laughs>
2: For me, it's just like I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing and put some cream on more. <laughs> yeah. I just rather spend more money on cream <laughs> if I have to, if it means not drinking.
1: I know exactly. you got being to have,
2: able to drink even.
1: Yeah, you've got to have some fun in
2: life. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, what are you doing for the bank holiday?
2: Um, I don't know. So I'm actually off. Um, for the first first week of May, I'm off um but it's not anything fun though it's just no. house moving stuff um uh, yeah i don't know i feel like normally i'm i'm bank holiday sort of like primed and ready i love it i'm really hoping the weather's nice um perhaps maybe like a barbecue i don't know but then it is Friggin' freezing outside constantly. But we're not going to talk about the weather. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> You've been cooking anything nice?
2: What mm, I'm trying to think what I've been cooking lately. Spud garlic season, baby. Oh yes, it's it's everywhere oh. in my foods at the moment. um oh I my used God. to go
1: to somewhere in Bristol to to pick that. um
2: Eastville Park is very very good. Something wood, and it was like mental. Bee wood.
1: No, not a lot of people know about it. It's sort of a Redland way and and suddenly you're just in the woods. It's literally like you're in the city
2: and then suddenly there's woods. What have you been making with wild garlic? Um, So much stuff. So um, we went foraging. I'm I'm living my foraging girly lifestyle. (laughs) Um, So yeah, we went foraging on Saturday um, and I got a lot. If you're in Bristol area, or in the Bristol area, sorry, Eastfield Park, there is so much of it. Um, maybe some little tips for wild garlic. It's like foraging, and just foraging in general. I think a lot of people are quite quick to just sort of, like, pull it out the ground, um, like, with the, like, roots and stuff. But don't do that because it means that it won't grow back next year. Take some scissors with you um, and cut it sort of, like leave sort of like an inch or two um and it just means it'll grow back next year okay um which is obviously you know what we want yeah don't want to be just taking it all um and so I got obviously lots of the leaves um and so many of the buds as well kind of like Obviously, wild garlic um, has white little flowers with Mm. them. Um, The flowers hadn't yet bloomed when I went there, um, but they were lovely little buds. But basically, you can cut those again, obviously leaving um, the roots still in the ground, um, and you can pickle them and just kind of like put them on top of like like salads and things like that, and they just look so beautiful. I know. Do they taste of wild garlic? The flowers. Yeah, so they've got kind of like a very, very subtly wild garlic taste. Obviously, wild garlic doesn't like; it's not really powerful. It hasn't got a powerful garlic taste. It's kind of like, kind of more oniony, more subtle. Yeah, it is more oniony. It's kind of like if if you had loads of garlic and then just had loads of spinach, and it's kind of like a little bit more of a muted um, flavor. But Mm. I love it. So yeah, Saturday, me and my friends um we made tofu wild garlic and mushroom dumplings which was so nice it was so lovely we didn't make our own dumpling wrappers um they were more like wontons than like dumplings um so we did those it was just really lovely we we're all just sat around the table sort of just like folding and making lovely um wontons which oh is my just so awesome do you know what i'm just oh. gonna write
1: down order dumpling wrappers
2: Yeah, but also they're so easy to make. I really, really want to make them. Um, It's literally flour and water is the dough. Why have I never done it? I know, I know. And they are so delicious. You can just make a batch, freeze the dough, or you could even like roll them out into the wrappers and just um, coat each one with flour, stack them up and then freeze them. And then you've got just ready on the go. Um, So yeah, that's a really, really good trick to have. You're like a
1: chef. Thanks.
2: Thanks. That's my goal. Really want to be a chef
1: now. No, you, well, as long as you keep doing the podcast with me, I will allow it. (laughs)
2: Thank you. Thanks, mom. Um, Uh, What else have I been doing? Just putting like lots in like sort of, if I'm doing stir fries or whatever, they're just so lovely they're Kind of just finely chop off. Always, always, always watch the garlic, obviously, because it'll have a lot of fox piss on there and you don't want to be having that in your stomach.
0: Ooh. Um, so
2: you want to wash it in like really, really cold water and uh, maybe some ice cubes in there as well. And it'll just retain its colour. Okay. Um, obviously cold water, because it'll stop it from sort of like blanching. Yeah. Um. And last night, I made the most amazing pasta. Um, I did wild garlic pasta dough, um, uh, which was just obviously like, uh, you use pasta flour, semolina flour, um, uh, and then I blitzed up the wild garlic leaves with water, um, uh, and obviously just kind of like, made this sort of like green watery substance, and you just use that, and then you just have the brightest green dough. It's, Insane. It looks like it looks. I don't know. It looks artificial because it's the green is like luminous. Is it on it's, your Instagram? It is on my Instagram at Molly Alice Heats I need Instagram. to go and have a look. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: have you got um, a million
2: followers yet? Oh, no, I want a million followers. Actually, <laughs> no, I actually don't think I do want a million followers. The stress, <laughs> yeah. the stress would be too much. I couldn't cope. I know. I could do with maybe three thousand yeah I've
1: got 650 and I find that enough I'm like but what if I post this and then I might lose some followers and what if I like
2: yeah. totally overthink it it's like no one cares Holly <laughs> I know I'm really I obviously have like a personal Instagram account that like is just whatever I've just built silly that up stuff. over the years silly stuff but this one I'm trying to not like and I think with that personal one as well I kind of do you really focus on the followers. I'm like, oh, I used to. I don't care as much anymore. Yeah, it's, probably, it's just it now. Um, so I'm really trying not to have that mindset with this one and just kind of be like really, really focused. Obviously, I want to grow it and help people cook delicious vegan food. Yeah. Um, but I'm just trying not to just sort to do of it like for enjoyment. The, yeah. yeah. For it to suck the fun out of what yeah. I'm doing. Um. So t- what? So you've got this green dough. Got the green dough. Rolled it out got a pasta machine um don't necessarily need a pasta machine it just helps um and then sort of like have it in flat sheets and then I rolled it um and cut it into pappardelle, uh which is like flat very very thick um pasta um kind of like tagliatelle but thicker um and then they made a wild garlic pesto which was delish um used pumpkin seeds as well which was such like I don't know. I loved it. I think it sort of like put a new flavor to it. It oh, was I really like, n-
1: pumpkins... like earthy
2: and nutty. Yeah,
1: I always put them in my pesto. I
2: because normally I'm just typical pine nuts, but they're just so expensive. Oh, and I've got yeah. Loads. I've got loads and loads of pumpkin seeds in my cupboard, so I was like, let's go. And that was so tasty. Yeah. Um, just nooch, uh, olive oil. I put a bit of water in it as well, so I'm not using like loads and loads of oil. Yeah. Um, and that was so tasty as well and then just some roasted cherry uh, not cherry tomatoes baby plum tomatoes on top wow. with a bit of oregano it was delicious oh so nice
1: oh my god I wish I had time to cook things like this I'm, I'm totally gonna go and forage for some wild garlic now do
2: it do you've it. inspired do it. Uh, me you you'll find it in kind of like Woodland areas that are kind of quite have got some sort of like river or sea, not sea pond. <laughs> <laughs> that are, a forest, which is also in the ocean, is where you'll find it. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So they they grow near to water. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've just remembered the name of that wood. It's called Baydox. Baydox wood. Ooh, I've never heard of you that. You need to go and find <gasps> it because it is literally like. You're just walking along and it's like Victorian houses, city. And then suddenly there's like a little waterfall. And Oh, my God. Yeah, I used to go running I live, in this, the- I live in this area and I, I know, never know. I know. I <sighs> didn't know either for years. I only discovered it like two years before I moved from Bristol, but moved out of okay. Bristol. Um, I tell you what I want to make is um, wild garlic scones. Ooh. So maybe. I love that. Yeah, maybe I'll have a go at those because we're doing like a big thing at my mum's for the coronation. Yeah. Because she's, I mean, bless her. She's really excited about it. She's got all the matching, you know, like the paper plates and the yeah, flags yeah, and yeah. The, I'm just like
2: I feel like whatever your sort of like thing is on the monarchy like I personally won't be celebrating it but I think it's nice for people to come together and you know whatever the occasion is if it's bringing people together I think that's a positive you I know?
1: know exactly and especially for the older generation it's important yeah. to them isn't it but she she showed me all the stuff she's got I mean my my eco anxiety was like you know, going through <laughs> the, the roof. Plastic. I'm like, oh, is, are those plates coated in plastic because they've got a union <laughs> jack on? But um, she, you know, we can, we'll reuse it all. But uh, yeah, she was really excited. And then she suddenly went, Holly, I've just realised I don't think the children actually really care about the king, do they? (laughs) And I was like, "Um, I think they're going to have a great time, so don't worry about it. Because we've got all the grandkids now. They've all grown up together down here in Dorset. And it's been so lovely, you know, seeing them sort of, you know, playing together over the years. Now they're like 16, 17, 18, 21. And they're all like, you know, they're like taller than us. Like sitting there, like having a glass of wine and like with their boyfriends, and it's just like, whoa! (laughs) Yeah, where are the kids? (laughs) Have you eaten the kids? I know. So we, (laughs) I think we keep forgetting that they're not children anymore. But yeah, um, yeah, it should be fun. So I might try and I'll do a trial run of the wild garlic scones and then make them for that. And I was going to try and do a vegan quiche.
2: Oh, do it, hundred percent, do it. Have you got any tips for that? Because. I'm um, so I'm still kind of like figuring out the kind of ratios i I use silk and tofu and firm tofu and blend them together. I right. think i blend blend the silk and tofu so that it's kind of like a creamier mixture and it's got like a binder to it, and then I kind of like mash the Firm tofu, so that it's kind of got more of a bite, right? Um, and it's not like soupy, you know? Yeah, you've got kind of like, yeah, just a bit more structure and texture to it. Um, uh, what else do I put in it? Obviously, nutritional you know, yeast, nutritional yeast, um, you can put a little bit of turmeric in there, um, black salt. Essential in my Good, eyes. Yeah, so it's
1: basically like scrambled tofu in pastry, really, isn't it? Yeah, but with some other stuff in. Yes, that makes sense now.
2: Yeah. Okay. And you can kind of like do whatever filling you want. I yeah. don't know what's what's in season at the moment. Bro- purple broccoli, uh maybe asparagus. Some fennel. Asparagus. You could do an asparagus quiche. Yes. Asparagus oh my and God. fennel. That would be so nice. I
1: have to go now. I'm going to go cook. <laughs> I'm going bye <laughs> i've been inspired by my own podcast <laughs> i
2: love that you're influencing yourself <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh it's so funny um i want to sorry i want to go back, back to these scones i want to know okay. what are you doing are you like i did sort of with the pasta dough where you blend up the um, the sort of i'm going to kind of get my words out when you blend up the wild garlic leaves so that you've got like a green liquid and you've got a green dough Is that what you're? Are are you just gonna finely chop it so it's kind of like the herbs running through it?
1: Yeah, I wasn't planning on making green scones because I think why? Because no one would (laughs) eat them. I've got an eleven-year-old. Anything green is like no. What is it? Nope.
2: I love it. I love the idea of that. Green sconce. Yeah. Maybe I'm going to do some scones. I'll do the green one. You do 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 the other ones. 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 And you could do beetroot ones. So they'd be like (gasps) pink,
1: pink and green.
2: I love beetroot. (laughs) So do I. So pretty.
1: (laughs) Oh, I saw on, um, this links nicely actually to talking about Rate My Plate. I saw someone had done, um, basically Rate My Plate on Facebook. Yeah. It's like people post pictures of like disgusting looking plates of food.
2: Yeah. And everyone slates it, right? In the comments. It's kind of a free-for-all. Yeah,
1: and it's hilarious. Anyway, I, and please get in touch and tell us if I'm right talking about, you know, know when you're just like, am I just seeing the vegan ones because of like the algorithm on Facebook? But it seems to be a thing that all of the posts in Rate My Plate are now
2: vegan. And I... Is that... What? Honestly, that, it's a are you thing. Following a, are you following a vegan Rate My Plate? Or no, is it like the official page? It's it's definitely... Well, I'm
1: pretty sure it's the official one. Unless <laughs> someone's created another... I mean, can't, you can't have the same name, can you? Um, You can't you have know, like... No, you wouldn't be able no. to. So I think... And please email us, simplyvegananthem.co.uk if I'm wrong. But it seems like to me that the vegans have infiltrated Rate My Plate... And they're posting loads and loads of pictures of vegan food, which I love, of course. Brilliant <laughs> bit of activism. However, all the food looks really nice. And it's just become like a sort of like... Is it not as funny anymore? It's not as funny. <laughs> and I, to be honest, I haven't even read the comments because like you get the odd laughy face, but everyone's just sort of hearted
2: and liked it. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's supposed to look bad. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. So do you know what you need then? Um, Is There's an Instagram called, I think it's called Ugly Vegan. Um, And it's just, like, the most cursed vegan food in the whole world. So kind of, like, think potato smiley faces. Oh,
1: brilliant. Beans
2: galore. (laughs) Um, I need to
1: join that because even if I make, you know, the healthier the food I cook, worse it seems to look like a buddha bowl.
2: it just oh no holly this is this is your nightmare like you know vietnamese summer rolls yeah so someone has made those filled with baked beans no and potato smiles no and then like it's all rolled up and you've just kind of got these like really already quite cursed potato smiles just kind of like (laughs) Peering smiling. through, the, <laughs> yeah, through the through the sort of like clear summer uh. roll wrapper, it's horrible. And then you've got like, yeah, just Greg's vegan sausage rolls everywhere. Just anything cursed that you can think of, okay, it's on there. Like the most sort of like obscure, dirty vegan food. <laughs> Brilliant, is I on love there. it. What's it called? Ugly vegan. Ugly
1: vegan. Okay, I'm going to join that. I might even send them a few pictures of my food. <laughs> Yeah. I, uh, do you know what I had last night? I, um, they had, um, it's not whole, flu- whole food plant-based, but it was fairly healthy. It was the Vivera salmon. Have you tried it?
2: I have not. Oh my I saw, God. It I is... saw it though. I've seen loads of things about vegan salmon recently though. It is incredible, Molly. Really? Like, I...
1: It's so good. I couldn't mm. actually believe it. I um, It was on offer. I think it's like four things for £10 in Morrison's, like in the plant-based section. That's quite good. And I don't usually buy the processed products because they're expensive and I do yeah. try it, you know, and they are full of a lot of oil usually. Yeah. So, I, you know, I might buy some, I don't know, meatballs for the kids now and again or whatever. But because it was on offer, I got the salmon and um, I was like, well, I think I'll do it with some asparagus and some new, mm. some new potatoes. And I was going to make hollandaise sauce, but I just couldn't be bothered. So. <laughs> I just had a bit of lemon, lemon squeezed into ma- like vegan mayo. Yeah. But, oh my God. Yeah. I just like grilled them with some capers and a bit of the caper like mm-hmm. juice. It, honestly, the texture is just amazing. So I would definitely recommend trying them.
2: I don't know. So I keep seeing tofu, sort of like tofu salmon. I think because I never ate salmon, like I wasn't sort of like... Uh, big fish gal yeah um (laughs) you weren't fishy i I wasn't a fishy (laughs) gal. i was more kind of i think as i got older older like the few years before i went vegan then i was sort of a bit more adventurous but i mean kind of more like scallops and like mussels kind of like shellfish more than like i don't know like salmon was just never for me yeah uh so I, i think i've just not been kind of like quick to try some of the yeah. alternatives it's
1: not it doesn't taste fishy i think okay. it's quite a mild flavor it's just a lovely lovely texture mm. and um, you can crisp it up on the i mean i I, yeah, I grilled it. it. It does a lot of oil does come out of it, so you don't yeah. need to add any oil or anything like that. Yeah. But obviously, you can add you know add flavor with a sauce or whatever, can't you? So
2: yeah, delish. That sounds really nice, especially for the summer. Exactly. Nice salads, things like that.
1: Yeah, or sprinkled over like a risotto, or mm. just
2: it's just something different to have, isn't it? When you're a bit yeah, you know? I'm literally so excited for summer. <laughs> like I just I can't I can't wait I, I can't wait. I think me and my friends are gonna set up a supper club. <gasps> um nice no, i love I that know. i'm so excited which that's is my goal i want to do supper clubs in bristol like i want to run supper club events oh babes that would be so good i know you need to do that i know but i don't know i mean i've got to get started first so that's what we're going to do we're just kind of keep it sort of friends yeah um but like i'm just so excited for that
1: are they um would you are you gonna have them all round to your house then or do you go somewhere?
2: Yeah, so I think obviously with like with each being just sort of friends, I think we will just go to each other's houses or whatever. Um, and we all kind of like take it in turns to cook. We each give like ten to fifteen pounds and then the person that's cooking can just buy oh, like some really lovely, idea. really good quality ingredients, um, and just kind of make like two free courses. It's like it's an actual sort of like dining yeah, thing. Yeah, come dine yeah. with me. Are they all vegan? Yeah. No, no. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. Though a lot of, to be fair, a lot of them are kind of like majority plant based. Yeah. So they might have the kind of like odd chicken here or there, yeah. whatever. But like predominantly, they are um, leaning towards like plant based. Yeah,
1: they're not going to turn up going. Where's the steak? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's good. Just
2: come like chicken bones or whatever <laughs> in the
1: purse. Yeah. Next week is our 150th episode.
2: We're so old. Oh my god!
1: I know. I can't believe we've done 150. I mean, I can. I've got the wrinkles to show to prove it. (laughs) Oh god, the podcast. That's like what three years? Yeah, three years. It is getting on for three years. I think it's like two and a half years now. Yeah, three years in October. Yeah. But I was um I was writing the column for the so we've got a podcast column in the magazine now, Vegan Food Living Magazine. Um, which you can subscribe to if you head to the yes. website. <laughs> but yeah, so I was just writing about the, you know, the sort of journey and, and how many amazing people, you know, we've had Moby, Heather Small, yeah, um, Alicia just, Silverstone, yeah. The Happy Pair, Derek, so- like so, Dr. Melanie Joy, just so many big names. And I was kind of thinking, you know, they, they, That everyone I've speak to is such an advocate for the animals, like so passionate. Even if they're like vegan chefs or whatever, they like Derek Sarno is all about the animals, but obviously, you know, he his activism comes in the form of food. So, Mm -hmm. I I was thinking, let's um, you know, let's have a little refresh for the podcast. our 150th episode and just have more of a focus on cooking because everybody whether you've been vegan for a week or 20 years
2: everyone needs inspiration
1: don't they everyone needs recipes ideas
2: food is how you sustain a vegan diet exactly uh, food is at the core of it and i think with if you have sort of like a basic understanding of plant-based eating sort of like do's and don'ts, not even necessarily like being like health focused, but just kind of like knowing how to create delicious things. I think you're set. Like you can then sustain this sort of like animal free cruelty free lifestyle yeah and which it ca- i think is essential
1: yeah exactly yeah if you if you can't sort of get on with the cooking of plant-based meals then you're kind of going to give up aren't you but yeah it's you know food connects us all whether we're vegan or not and i think we've all had that moment as i sort of wrote in the, the column actually that we've all had that moment where so a meat eater comes around and you cook something and they're like oh my god this is delicious is this vegan yeah. then and you're like yes yeah
2: that's my favorite feeling i know i
1: love it i know so i think yeah i think we're gonna sort of take just a slight sort of direction change and just focus on health nutrition and food um going forwards and we would love to hear from you we'd love to hear your questions your tips you know what have you been cooking Send us your pictures. Send us your advice. Um, you can send even, it all, baby. Send it all over to simplyvegananthem.co.uk, and we'll be sharing it on the show, using it as topics of discussion, and also mm-hmm. um, getting top chefs and nutritionists in to kind of advise us because we're, you know, at the end of the day, we're we're semi-expert but we're not we're you know. still learning
2: <laughs> and I think that's kind of like what I love the most about veganism is because you are just constantly learning like there's always new things yeah you know especially with food there's always like new cooking techniques or sort of like new flavor combinations like things like that I think it's not like sort of a limited thing it's you know you just grow yeah with it and I love that
1: I know, I do, I just, I never thought I'd get so excited about cooking, but um, now I do, so.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so nice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, okay, well, yeah, join us for our 150th episode this time next week, next thurs- Thursday, the, what is it, the 4th of May. So, um, yeah, pour, pour a glass of bubbly and join us for a little party. Um. Today's podcast is sponsored by Paradise Cove Boutique Hotel in Mauritius. This five-star adults-only hotel is proud to have received a Travel Life Gold Award for sustainability and the team is committed to creating a future where travel benefits all. Paradise Cove Boutique Hotel is part of the Positive Impact movement in Mauritius, which works to benefit the local community, economy and environment. That includes using local suppliers, employing Mauritian staff and having a zero single-use plastic policy. What we really love about the hotel, apart from the incredible views over the lagoon and stunning tropical bedrooms, is the new vegan menu created by award-winning chef Alexis Gauthier. Alexis has worked in Michelin-star restaurants for over 12 years and specialises in vegan cuisine. He has developed a special menu for the hotel, training the Mauritian chefs to think outside the box and create show-stopping dishes for every guest to enjoy. If you want to find out more about this beautiful resort in Mauritius, head over to paradisecovehotel.com. Don't forget to head over to Patreon, where we share exclusive videos of our interviews and you can listen to the podcast ad-free. And for more recipes, head to veganfoodliving.com forward slash podcast to try and issue a vegan food and living magazine for just ninety-nine P I hope you're feeling a bit more zen-like after that interview. Please do let me know what you thought of Lara and what she had to say. Send us an email vegan at anthem.co.uk, or of course leave us a review on your platform of choice. It helps us to rank in the charts and reach more people. As we said earlier in the show, we've, we've got uh, lunchtime live cook-alongs coming up every second Friday of each month. So please do head to patreon.com and sign up there. And also don't forget you can subscribe to Vegan Food and Living magazine. If you want to try an issue, it's just 99p if you head to veganfoodandliving.com forward slash podcast. There's so many recipes and features on everything from ethics and the environment to fashion and nutrition. See you next week.